0: Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis and I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching and you have just joined us at the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast where what we do is we invite leaders from all walks of life, entrepreneurs, executives, senior leaders, C-suite, all of the leaders that we can find to come onto the show to get coached live and in person. Today it is my pleasure to introduce to you my guest. He's actually a local here from Toronto and It was really awesome but I was on his podcast yesterday, which was super cool. It was the first time we've ever met. His name is John Vong, and he runs a company called Local SEO Search. Local SEO Search. John, welcome.
1: Well, thanks a lot for the intro, Kim. I'm super excited to be coached on your live podcast and uh, delighted to be on your show today.
0: So tell me about Local SEO Search. What do you do? You're in Toronto. Who do you do it for? Give us a little bit about who you are and what's going on in your world.
1: Yeah, so uh, seven years ago, I decided to leave the corporate world uh, to start my agency. Uh, I didn't really know much about SEO, how it's uh, any technical background. I was really a sales rep. I've always been in advertising sales. And uh, 10 years prior, I was doing that traditional ads, digital ads, affiliate online ads to really understand. Customers, business owners, uh, understanding what really uh, triggered them to buy ads and what was the main motivation, what was their real goals in mind, right? KPIs, drivers. Um, so when I, I moved on to start my own, the reason was um, I I worked at Yellow Pages. I spent thou, uh, five years there and worked with over uh, five thousand local business owners uh, in my my short career right uh, in advertising sales but I really understood what really mattered for them right got to really know them and um, one thing they always talked about was digital presence visibility not getting a good return on their investment um, and wanted a better way to monetize and grow and scale so that's why I started this agency because as you know there's a lot of different ways to advertise digitally there's Google ads, social media, email marketing, um, banner ads, everything can be found that was traditional to now digital from podcasts to conferences, you name it.
0: So you went from sales to starting your own business in a field that you didn't know much about. Exactly. So how did you learn?
1: I learned the hard way, but it was also um, a lot of fun. And a lot of challenges. Um, So I was still doing what I love, which was sales at the beginning. I brought in a lot of new clients and I was spending a lot of time trying to understand and grasp what needed to be done. Reading, watching, blogs, going to conferences, reading, reading. But I didn't really get it until I started hiring people. I made a lot of mistakes hiring the wrong people. I kept hiring I kept making mistakes and it was more about like fine tuning the process, understanding what really worked and what didn't and um, just got better as the years progressed. Um, so, yeah.
0: So you put in your hours, you put in your time.
1: A lot of hours, definitely.
0: So tell us right now, who are your clients? And I know that you have a team. Tell us a little bit about the team and and how you serve this team. Um, so uh, Sorry, how you serve your clients.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so... My clients are very similar to what Yellow Pages used to service, which were small, medium sized business owners that wanted to have more exposure, get a good ROI and have ongoing lead gen or constant leads that were ready to buy customers. Um, And these are very similar verticals. So the service based type of business owners from dentists to lawyers to plumbers to HVAC roofers, you name it, those People are the one, uh, business owners are the ones that are my ideal type of client. Okay, Ones that have been in business for a couple of years, understand how to run a good business so that they kind of know who their ideal customer is so that I can actually help them attract more of those type of clients. Because without that information, it's very difficult for me to actually put together a campaign to drive traffic that is the right type of traffic and lead source um, for them. Um, So I've refined my process over the years, and I grew the team. So I only focus on search engine optimization, as opposed to saying I dabble in email, I dabble into paid ads or social media or video, I really just focus on one thing, which is get you organic traffic, visibility, leads that really are inbound people that are actively looking or anywhere throughout that buying journey. So that you appear on Google.
0: Okay, so I want to jump to your challenge. But before we do that, we have people who are listening who are like, okay, what's the secret? How do I increase my SEO? So in a minute or less, give us like the number one thing that we need to do to increase our SEO and visibility drawing the right people in, having people knocking on our doors.
1: It's not a one minute thing because SEO, there's it's over happiness. 200 signals. Uh, 200 signals, Google's always changed their algorithm. But what I always tell people to do is foundationally focus on running a really good kick-ass business. Awesome website, creating great content, but ultimately you need to know What's going on in your business? What makes you different? What's your service like? What's your pricing like? What's your competitive like? What's your unique selling proposition? How are you different? What's your process like? Everything has to be easy for customers, your users, to distinguish who you are, why to choose you, so that we, SEO people, can help you elevate yourself, generate more visibility. So get a hold of your business. That's the first thing. And then everything—I was building a website, creating content, creating backlinks, owning all your assets. There's—it's much—it's too complex for one business owner to do. And that's why we have a, a pretty large team that focuses just on SEO.
0: Okay, get a hold of your business, <laughs> people. You've heard it here. Get a hold of your business. So, so let's jump ahead. What is your greatest challenge? <laughs> So I uh,
1: my biggest challenge right now is um, and I think it's over the years is I make a lot of decisions. Right. And I pivot a lot. And I don't know if this is normal for a business owner, but I, I know all my team tries the best they can. But I throw a lot of things at them. And I know, you know, from my personal experience, it's like, I always come up with ideas, but nothing seems to ever get done the same speed that I want it to be done. Right. Um, So I'm always pivoting and I'm always transitioning, but I need to give them enough time to actually deploy it, create a process system, and then actually follow through with it. Um, So that's
0: so I think it's on me me what happens you, you give them an idea, they take it, they run with it. But before they're done, you give them a new idea. Not well, I let them
1: go through it. um, But I maybe don't let them go through with it all the way. So I don't know the timeline, right? So come up with idea, put together a team, a project gets in place, and then it gets deployed. But before I know it, I'm always on to the next one without actually following through with that one.
0: And what's the cost of that for you? I mean, it could be financial or otherwise. What's the cost? Well,
1: not for me. Like, for me, it's not really the, like, I always come up with ideas. Every week, I have, like, 100 ideas, right? Like, maybe 50 ideas. And then I narrow it down to three or five. I throw it with my team, and then I let them ingest it, diagnose it, and then come up with a plan that actually will deliver substance, right? Um, so for me, it doesn't take a lot of time, but I get frustrated because it's like, why isn't anything ever done? quickly enough, faster enough. But then I realize that everyone else has their own other tasks and activities. And I'm always throwing stuff at them. So therefore, I keep hiring more people. And therefore, it's like an ongoing battle, right, of wanting to do more, but not seeing it through, I okay.
0: guess. So is there anything you've seen through? Like, are there any of those initiatives where you've tweaked them as you've gone along and said, okay, now we we have the formula. We got it. Uh,
1: Because I'm trying a lot of things. I'm always coming up with different strategies and techniques and marketing. Marketing is a never-ending ongoing battle of A-B testing, trialing, and figuring things out, right? So I feel like we've done a really good job because if it's working for SEO, we keep it. We continue doing it for the same industries and we have good tangible results. And that's why over the years we've gotten better throughout every single process, every single client that brings in the onboarding, the customer service, the reporting, the results, everything has gotten better. But I feel like all the new initiatives are taking a little bit longer um, because maybe I'm throwing too much at them.
0: Okay. So my question for you is, I get it. I hear you. You're throwing a lot at them. And then it takes a while for them to actually implement the new things you're throwing at them. I got it. Yes. Did I get it? Yes. Okay. So, m- but my question is, is learning happening?
1: Always. So,
0: so, so really the question is how is learning happening? So you try something out, you see something works, something doesn't work. How do we capture learning in your company? How do we capture it and spread learning?
1: Yeah. So, With us, we've implemented a lot of videos. We've implemented a lot of discussions. Any group meeting has been deployed for every single uh, individual on the team so that every team meeting, overall meeting, like one-on-one meeting is, you know, documented, right? So that it actually gets filtered through the entire process. Like I have I've learned over the years that you need to document everything so that so there's no gaps. So what do you gaps.
0: mean by document? Like you're videotaping every single meeting? Uh,
1: from all the team members and then okay. summarizing it with someone on the team. Then we can actually send disseminate it on a weekly basis. What's really key and the key drivers of the weekly. So um, someone is summarizing. Was, exactly.
0: Okay. Are they summarizing accurately? <laughs>
1: Again, I'm not the one QCing it. I don't have time. Therefore, I designate someone to do that.
0: So, there are things that are going on that you're not sure if they're actually effective? Possibly. Okay. So, I'm going to give you a job. Okay. A lot of times, the president and CEO of a company thinks their job is revenue driven right? Like my job is to drive revenue. My job is to grow the company. My perception is yes, sure. That's great. But I think that the, the real job of the leader is chief learning officer. Yeah. I don't mean chief teaching officer. I mean, chief learning officer. Okay. So what I see is, yes, you have all these initiatives, but you're not truly learning from the, the past ones. And so what you have is people are spinning their wheels and not Necess and doing all kinds of activity. And I want you to move away from activity to really looking at results. Yep. And the way we increase results is by making sure we're learning and the learning is disseminated effectively. Okay, so you, I get your impatience. I would be impatient too, particularly when people are doing all kinds of things. And we're not entirely sure if they're effective. You're just waiting for one of them to be very obvious. One of them to say, yes, hi, I'm effective, right? And what I'm suggesting to you is that's not exactly the best strategy necessarily. What you want to do is you want to be really great at learning and honing, learning and honing, learning and honing. Why? Because when we learn and hone, ultimately all the new trials go faster, what you're really telling me is, Kim, I want to move faster. That's what you're telling me.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? But 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 what you're really doing as you're trying to move is you're just picking up all the balls and you have all these balls and you're like wondering why the team isn't moving fast. Your job is to pick up a ball, dribble it, see if it's a good ball, see what it needs. Does it need a little air? Does it need a little polish? Does What was it need? What does this ball need? learn dribble that ball, then pick up the new ball.
1: Yeah.
0: And so so it's a very interesting thing, right? The concept of slowing down in order to speed up. Yes. You want speed, my um, strong guidance for you is to look at all the balls you're dribbling. Yeah. And say, which ones of these are working a little bit? What do we need to do to learn from this and make them work better? And let's eliminate half of the balls and let's focus on really polishing the ones that are kind of good
1: yes so impatience is one of one of my strongest virtues uh, I get it from a lot of my managers uh, and sometimes for me it's like how much time is enough time right to let it actually follow through or not yeah so That's one challenge I have because again, do you give it three months, six months? You throw different projects. How long do you let them commit? What is going on? There's so many ideas I have. Yeah, so many. So
0: so it's it's very interesting, but you have all these people around you who are skilled. Yes. Right? And yet you're the one deciding how long is too long by saying, Okay, enough, let's do another one. And so I'm curious about a few things. Number one is how long do they think is too long? How long do they think is enough? And do they bring back their learning to the table so that we could all learn?
1: Yes. So we uh, have a very good, you know, strong tie in terms of communication where we come up with a plan, we give it a timeline, and we actually hold everyone accountable with information shared amongst each other with shared documents shared experiences shared thought processes with a lot of notes right so that even if it didn't work we learn from it right Um,
0: but are you learning from it
1: from me myself I'm looking at the end result right the KPI which is is it moving the needle right yes but all the team I believe they're learning and evolving their own personal skill sets, right? From evolving as each individual is getting better at projecting, at project management, at, you know, different tasks, right? And that's where I feel very grateful to have them evolve and get better at. And that's one goal that I always want to strive at to better equip all my team members so that they get better at everything they do as well.
0: Okay. So uh, so again, I just want to uh, kind of go over it again. I w- if if I were coaching you, I would say let's run an experiment. You like experiments, let's run one, right? And the experiment that I would run is to move you from throwing new experiments into the mix to really learning from each experiment and making sure everybody's learning at the same pace mm. across the board. Mm. Right, because right now you you think your job is to throw in another experiment into the middle of the ring, another ball, another ball, another ball, yeah. and they're they're just kind of like going.
1: Yeah, yeah. It they feels like focus. dodgeball, right? Yeah, yeah, focus.
0: Right, and so and so, what I encourage you to do is take on a new role, a new a new task, and the task is number one to make sure we're learning from every experiment, and also teach them how to come up with experiments because right now you're the guy creating all the experiments. Yeah. Right. So, so a company grows when the company learns right now, learning is scattered. Learning is not a hundred percent. Sure. We're not all learning at the same pace. That's why you're not sure whether or not it's a long enough experiment because you're not coming together and say, what did we learn? How do we apply this to all these other projects? You're not bringing the learning clearly to the table. Somebody out there is watching a video of a meeting and creating notes. We don't know if they're good notes. We don't know if they're accurate notes. We don't know if anybody else is reading the notes. We don't know anything. Right? So we need to increase the learning in the organization. When that happens, your further experiments move at a faster rate and you get greater results. Does this make sense?
1: Totally. I, I know I need to slow down. I need to really sit in the shoes of actually some of my employees and go through and think about what's going on if I were them, right? Like.
0: Right. But also, like if you have 10 different teams running 10 different experiments, How do we share what's going on so that nobody's struggling on their own and that they are taking the insights from every experiment and applying them so that as a company, they're not disjointed, but you're all growing at the same pace.
1: Uh, Collaboration. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So think about your job differently. You have an idea? Great. Write it down. Don't give it to them. And before you give it to them, your job is to say... We're going to have a learning session. What are we learning? What did we get from this? And let's decide whether we should continue or apply this learning to this, 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 and this place. So, so, you know, it's a bit of a change. Yes, you're holding people accountable, et cetera, but they're just continuing on their path, you know, pounding the pavement, making it happen. And we want to slow down to make things happen intelligently and with insight right now you're not leveraging the insight you're gaining because it's unclear. And you don't even know if people are actually learning from other people's experiments. Yeah, You don't know because, oh, here's, I mean, you read emails. How many of them do you just delete? Oh, another email with a summary. Boom, gone. Right? It's too much. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, yeah. It makes total sense.
0: So can you imagine once a week you have a learning meeting? What did we learn? What did we pick up? What's not working? What is working?
1: Yeah, I I do that with key members, but not everyone on the team, right? Um, You know, overview of what happened last week, what's going on this week, what progress report, what challenges, what, you know, how how are we going with some of the projects? Give me an update. All that stuff has been implemented. Um, But as a team, we haven't really done it for, and and maybe they're implementing for their own team as well, right? Um, I'm just not involved. I'm just not involved in that granular level because I'm more of an overview. um, You know, give me the the big bullet points of what's going on.
0: Yeah. And maybe you're not the guy who needs to be in the minutiae. Right. You are the big picture person, but you need the system in place that allows the minutiae to be accessible and uh, and that is disseminated throughout the organization. So if you don't know if they're actually in, in each team, if they're actually um, implementing some of these strategies, then you're lacking really vital information.
1: Yeah, so once a month, I actually sit down with the actual teams, with everyone on that big uh, team to more do a granular thing, like you mentioned. Um, So I have the overview managers once a week, but then everyone within that, and it could be pods of like five or six other employees. Once a month, I do something with them to give me an overview of the month situation. Um, so, So these little things I've been implementing last year, which has helped me understand where my gaps are as well and where their gaps are so that we can all share and collaborate. Right. Um, So I'm getting better. i just feel like I'm still impatient, but I'm, I'm slowly implementing things like that.
0: And you know what, your impatient, your impatience gives you motivation. It gives you drive. It gives you creativity. We don't want to totally cut that off, but we want to put it somewhere so that you're not bombarding everybody you know, like they're in a dodgeball game, and you're throwing a bunch of balls at them, right? So but and the idea is that you're aiming more carefully, and that everybody learns to aim more carefully. So they're not just like balls whipping back and forth on this field, but that it's really strategically thrown and targeted, just like you would in your SEO activities, where you're identifying specifically your target market, same concept, right? So And in your case, you have all these managers who are leading their teams. It sounds like they're all doing it a little bit differently and maybe they can learn from each other as well.
1: Yeah. So we do a lot of training and a lot of like goal sessions and we we try our best to just collaborate as much as possible. Um, And it's a little bit different because it's all Zoom because everything's online. Um, So I love the, the team collaboration with everyone together. But that's a little bit challenging because of what's going on right now.
0: For sure. For sure. Uh, I, I just like the idea of moving it from a goals meeting to a learning meeting. Yeah. It's a different kind of conversation. And you will probably find that people will reveal uh, a whole different kind of data set than you're used to hearing.
1: Yeah, It's just changing the verbiage, right? And then it's letting them become. changing the intention
0: become. and the saying, intention. okay, w- what are we learning? What do we st- need to stop doing? What do we need to do more of? What do we need to tweak? Yeah. Yeah. Good points. Good. Thanks a lot, Kim. John, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for sharing your challenge. I think there are so many business owners who are impatient. And those, those people are all the people who tend to sign up for coaching and want to move very, very fast. It's not unusual, uh, but thank you for sharing your story with us. For those of you who are listening, if you are interested in sharing your story or you have a challenge that you want to bring to the podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you have a challenge that you have that you're not so willing to share on the podcast, please reach out to me anyways. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. John, thank you again for, uh, for being here and if anybody wants to reach you and learn more and about more about your seo services how do they find you uh
1: they can check out my website it's called uh www.localseosearch.ca uh, we're here in toronto but we service clients all across north america
0: amazing thank you so so much
1: thanks a lot Kim.